and welcome in to those of you just joining us in the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network all throughout the great state. Whether it's our friends over there at WVRQ in Viroqua, WMAM up there, Menominee, Marinette. Always appreciated. Uh, thanks to our friends at WDUZ and everybody listening to us up in Green Bay and the Fox Valley and all throughout that area that listen to us each and every day. We certainly appreciate that. And our friends at 920, the big 920 down in Milwaukee as well. And thanks to everybody in the Milwaukee area for listening. And the Milwaukee area needs to continue to spread the word. We've been on over a year, and uh, just the other day I had a guy come up and said, you know what, where are you at? I haven't heard from you in a couple of years. I'm like, I've been here every day, dude. Just keep searching. Oh, okay. I said, tell your friends, tell your neighbors. So can't do it without you. Um, 877-867-1670. I, I went through, uh, I started reading this morning. I was um, re- reading Yahoo Sports, as I do. Uh, I, I really like Yahoo Sports. It's just a different look at a lot of stuff. And um, the power rankings came out. And, you know, as I thought, you know, there would be some that we may not necessarily agree with, right? So you tell me if you think you would agree with this. Uh, And I'm going to go backwards, okay? Uh, 32 is the Rams. 31 is the Texans. Um, Both of which weren't very good last year aren't going to be very good. They're, you know, I mean, Matthew Stafford, even if he comes back and plays extremely well, they're still somewhat locked. Uh, you got Arizona, the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Kyler Murray signs that big deal, gets the coach fired, the franchise totally up in the air. And they, they've they got Kyler Murray, who tore his ACL with a $230 million contract and really has done nothing in the NFL. He's put up some good numbers for half a season, but that's about it. So he's, he's, in my opinion, kind of a scrub until he proves himself. 29th, the loss to Vegas Raiders. The Raiders, not much going on there, which I, I thought was a little low for them. Same thing with the next one, the New England Patriots. Now, you know, they, they said, look, it's just not a very talented football team with a lot of proven guys. They actually love their draft, but they said that, look, you, you can find more than a handful of starters maybe down the line with this group. Uh, but the season's going to come down to whether or not the franchise can even get Mac Jones to be figured out as whether or not he's the long-term deal or not. So you just don't know. So that's the reason they have him there. You've got to the Atlanta Falcons at 27, which is pretty much to be expected because Atlanta's, you know, with Ritter coming on as the quarterback, not a very good football team. Tampa Bay, their quarterback situation, we know. No more Tom Brady. They kind of tore it down. This was a little bit, uh, I thought, low for this team as well. The Chicago Bears, they said, quote, we like the direction Chicago's headed in. This upcoming season is going to give the team more empirical evidence as to whether or not they feel Justin Fields is a long-term answer, a quarterback. After snagging Chase Claypool via a trade, the team also went out and got D.J. Moore in a deal which ultimately netted the Panthers' Bryce Young. Now, the offensive line also looks to be in better shape this year after uh, taking Darnell Wright, number 10, out of Tennessee. He's arguably the most physical and gifted offensive lineman in the uh, draft this year. Tremaine Edwins, uh, T.J. Edwards were also brought in on expensive deals to kind of shore up that linebacker group in terms of the best-case scenario hovering uh, somewhere towards the 500 mark would be nice for this team. Hovering towards 500 would be nice. With remaining cap space and other assets, the Bears just aren't too far away from actually being a contender in their division. But it's a great big wait and see. So Chicago coming in at number five. 
or number 25. I still thought that was a little bit low. Washington was rated ahead of them, and I think Washington stinks at 24. Tennessee rated at 23 because of skill position. It, it's it's got to be better. The whole group has to be better. Traylon Burks, Kyle Phillips, both had injuries last year, so we'll see what happens down there in Tennessee. Indianapolis comes in ahead of Tennessee. Some newfound optimism in Indy after they got Anthony Richardson at the quarterback position. But I don't know if, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. So in number 21, Green Bay. So we could look back and realize Green Bay was ranked far too low in this piece. But the looming departure of Aaron Rodgers finally came to fruition, and now Jordan Love assumes the role as the team's guy, while Rodgers still has the superior talent. The whole distraction and circus of his status suddenly has been erased. And that may be exactly what this team needs to reach a new level. The pressure and the expectations have lowered despite this team having quite a bit of talent. Aaron Jones, still very credible. The projected starting defense alone has upwards of seven uh, uh, to eight first-round picks, including uh, Kenny Clark and company. Uh, The receivers are a work in progress, though. The team is quite excited about Christian Watson and Jaden Reed. uh, Taking uh, tight end Luke Musgrave, also a very talented guy. They said, keep an eye on this team because we may have ranked them too low. Green Bay coming in at number 21. Carolina with Bryce Young at number 20 now on that list. Um, And, then you know, they don't really feel like Carolina's going to take a huge advantage step forward. New Orleans uh, Orleans at 19 on this list. Denver at 18, which I found interesting. I mean, they're giving them some more credit just because Sean Payton's walking through the door. Minnesota. At number 17, they say the Vikings are, by the way, just okay. Nothing more, nothing less. Thielen left for Carolina. Eric Kendricks bolted to the Chargers. Marcus Davenport came over from the Saints, but the offense still boasts Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson. In addition to the first-round pick, Jordan Addison, uh, they love the potential of Addison within the scheme, as we all know. And they said, don't be shocked if, if you know he also blows up and becomes a star. However, the rest of the roster is merely average. The depth isn't great, and the team's going to be relying upon a quarterback who is no world beater and doesn't win in the postseason. Uh, 100% true. Ahead of them is Cleveland. I think Cleveland's ranked too high, to be honest with you, even though they did get Zedaria Smith. Pittsburgh, number 15. They always just seem to be there, so I'm not even going to worry about Pittsburgh. Then comes the Detroit Lions. They said, we need to pump the brakes. Until the Lions break through and make the playoffs, we should be exercising caution. The hype surrounding this team is considerable this year. I agree with all of that. And those in Detroit, maybe Detroit, other than the fact that you live in Detroit, maybe this will give you a little bit of optimism to say, maybe I should stay in Detroit. Okay, it won't. But nevertheless, you get what I'm saying. Uh, but they said, look, until they win the NFC North, until they find their way into the postseason, you got to pump the brakes. However, with the increasing expectations come newfound pressure, newfound pressure uh, and they said, can this group withstand pressure and just get to the postseason? We're going to see. Uh, the additions of Sam Sutton or Cam Sutton, Chauncey uh, Gardner-Johnson, Emmanuel Mosley, all rebuilt that second. And the secondary was one of the things that was killing this team continuously. But they rebuilt that. Aiden Hutchinson hasn't yet scratched the surface of his potential, and the Lions are elated 
over the uh, former uh, twosome from Alabama, the wide receiver Jamison Williams, newly drafted running back Jameer Gibbs. They feel like they're they're ready to go. They feel like they they feel the optimism, but the the attitude there is pump the brakes. Miami comes in at number thirteen because of the question marks with Tua. The Giants come in at number twelve, uh, and they're trying to take that next step and uh, be a real threat to Dallas and Philadelphia. We'll see if they can actually do that with Daniel Jones and if he can have another semi-successful year. The Chargers at number eleven. Can Justin Herbert take the next step? Wonderfully talented player, no doubt about it. But they have been left, as we've all talked about. We talked about this yesterday. You still, you're like, is is the ceiling really, really high for Justin Herbert, or is he kind of there? And is it him, or is it play calling? I mean, so we'll see. They went out and got Quentin Johnston uh, in the first round, a TCU wide receiver, to try to help him a little bit. We'll see how that ends up playing out. Baltimore at number ten. And, uh, you know, re-signing uh, Lamar Jackson, we'll see if he's 100% in, 100% happy, getting Odell Beckham Jr., you know, symbiotic, kumbaya, all that kind of stuff over there in Baltimore because they want to make a real run at Cincinnati in the AFC North. Jacksonville at number nine. The Jaguars getting a lot of hype. Uh, Vegas protect, uh, projects them to be a team potentially to win north of nine games, 10-plus on paper. Surely a good team on the rise. We'll wait and see. Uh, obviously, we all like Doug Peterson as the head coach over there, so hang in there. Then comes the skyrocketing New York Jets, and I don't want to go too deep into it, but the Jets obviously getting Aaron Rodgers puts them near the top. Dallas at number seven I find interesting. Dallas at seven. San Francisco at six. Now, they're waiting to see if Brock Purdy's going to come back. Trey Lance, they're hoping, is going to be back. They picked up Sam Darnold. But most feel like Trey Lance may end up being the the third string on, uh, guy on this team if, if Brock Purdy can come back and play. Buffalo at number five. Okay. You know, we'll see what happens with Buffalo. Buffalo at number five. We'll see if they're able to kind of pick up where they left off and extend that. But number four is Cincinnati. They're waiting to find out. There's a lot of talk right now. Uh, ben, we were talking about the contract possibility for Joe Burrow yesterday. Did you read this morning that Joe Burrow, uh, they're not asking for the moon. They want a team-friendly deal with a guarantee that they'll spend the money on free agents and to bolster the offensive line and put players around Joe Burrow. In other words, Joe Burrow is going to pull a Tom Brady and say, I don't need all the money in the world. I just need protection, and I want to win championships. How about that? Did you read that? No, but what a novel idea. Right? What a novel idea. Wouldn't that yeah. have been great? Yep. Joe Burrow, truly one of the better signal callers in the NFL. Arm strength, moxie, intelligence, all that kind of stuff. But coming down to the wire on his uh, contract extension is he's going to be going into that, that, that fourth year. They want to get this deal done. And there was a lot of talk coming out of Cincinnati. Uh, I was texting back and forth with our buddy Mo Egger. And I said, hey, what is – after you and I got off the air yesterday, I said, what is the likelihood that we're looking at something like 10 years – $500 million. And he said, Joe said no. And I said, what? And he said, Joe said no. He wants to be a, he wants to make it a team friendly deal because he wants pieces around him to win a championship. I'm like, oh, there's a novel idea. Just like you said, I said, so in other words, a Tom Brady deal. He said, kind of, uh, now here's the one that I kind of raised an eyebrow at coming in at number three. If you think of the teams I haven't mentioned yet, I haven't mentioned Philly, haven't mentioned Kansas city. 
The third best team they feel in the National Football League is. Do you, do you know who I haven't mentioned yet, Ben? I don't, to be completely honest. Seattle. Seattle. Wow. Now, admittedly, they say, quote, we might be too bullish on Seattle. However, there's a lot to like about the roster. They had arguably, arguably one of the best drafts of any team, nabbing the number one corner, uh, Devon Witherspoon, along with a legit wide receiver in Jigba, which is true, and it pains me. The running back, uh, Charbonnet, Zach Charbonnet, uh, the dream scenario for the Seahawks, they've uh, the Geno Smith, if he can replicate, duplicate, do what he did from last year. On paper, this is a team they say certainly has the ability to be within the uh, top spot of the NFC. Seattle should be jockeying with San Francisco for the NFC West crown, they say, all year long. And then it goes the rest of the way, you know, Philadelphia at number two, and then obviously, uh, you know, Kansas City at uh, – at number one. How about that? Seattle at number three. Seattle at number three. Uh, yeah, it goes back to uh, when I was talking about that. Cincinnati Bengals owner Mike Brown praised the long-term contract extension signed by the Kansas City Chiefs when Patrick Mahomes uh, was there. And the tidal wave of eyeballs rolled across the ranks of agents and NFL Players Association because, uh, of course, Brown loved the Mahomes deal. Not only was the length of the extension significantly team-friendly, giving Kansas City a staggering 10 years, but it also put Mahomes' average annual salary at a very manageable $45 million per season. So now they're saying, um, you know, that uh, that Joe Burrow um, could possibly go in some type of direction like that, but very team-friendly. Burrow last July when he was just staring down the reality of uh, that is, you know, that he could possibly carve out the avenue of a superstar status – they started talking, and Burrow said the other day that he kind of wants to keep it between him, the agents, and, and the team. He doesn't want to discuss the numbers or anything like that out in public. Kudos to him. Very mature. Did you, did you ever notice that about Joe Burrow? Very mature for uh, for a young quarterback in this league, uh, but said that, you know, I want to do what's best. For, he said, quote, I want to do what's best for the team and for me. I'm here to win championships. Championships. We all make money, but I want to win. Man, can you imagine if Rogers said that in Green Bay a couple of years back? Can you imagine if he said, hey, look, I just want to do what's best for the team, and I want to win championships. That's all it's all about. It doesn't mention MVPs, doesn't mention anything else, just says, I want to win championships. Let's do what's best for the team. We would, we would today be screaming, why in the world did you get rid of Aaron Rodgers? But there you go. The power rankings, probably a little off, too early to really tell. But uh, a couple of things. They believe that Seattle had a really good draft. Seattle's got a lot of talent. They could be challenging San Francisco for the top spot with their quarterback controversy, or if you want to call it that, or you know who is going to be the quarterback. And then obviously some of the other teams and some of the other additions as to where these teams are. But good stuff. So you've heard from Joe Barry. You've heard from Stenovich. Now the power rankings are out. I'm going to open up the phone lines. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, please feel free. Again, 877-867-1670. Phone lines are wide open. I want to get your take on this. You can hit us up over on the live stream. You can find me on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels. Plenty of ways to get a hold of the program. Now that you've heard it all, I want to break it down and get your opinion on all of this because I find it fascinating.
fascinating early on, and they haven't even suited up yet or put a pad on. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. And uh, Quick Trip has so many good things. But if you are on the go, if you have that on-the-go lifestyle and you need something and you're going, hey, I got to eat, the kids got to eat, the the girlfriend, the wife, whatever has to eat, you got to get it, you got to get it now, stop in a Quick Trip. They have great takeout meals. And apparently, now I am uh, going to try this, but uh, I had a – uh, a buddy of mine who uh, I see down in Nice Ash all the time, a guy named uh, Mark. Uh, Mark said to me, um, I guess about a week ago, he said, man, I stopped off at Quick Trip and I grabbed one of those uh, buffalo chicken or barbecue chicken mac and cheeses. He said, oh, my God, it's the best I've ever had. So if you're a mac and cheese fan, go in and grab it. Let me know uh, if it's worth getting. It's not necessarily uh, in the realm of my diet, but I'll, I'll break the diet for something good like that. So if you're looking for take-home meals, if you're looking for pizzas, if you're looking for hot food in the morning to get you going, if you're looking for great coffee, the Karuba coffee's there. If you're looking to just run in and get a snack or maybe bake goods for the kids on an early Saturday morning as they wake up and race to the TV only to turn it on and do Xbox, whatever it happens to be, check out our friends at Quick Trip and always, always use your Quick Rewards card. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you. Hey, if you have home equity, do what I do. I uh, am doing, uh, as a matter of fact. And that is, uh, you know, Kristen, uh, my girlfriend Kristen is a, uh, works in banking and uh, in treasury management and has always told me, you know, if you have equity in your home, whether you use it or not, you should always have a HELOC, a home equity line of credit. And uh, I never really considered that before, but it's always there. Uh, if you don't have like a homeowner's warranty, uh, you know, or anything like that, like Home Shield or something like that, you should always have something. And so I went to my buddy Scott Ellis and I said, hey, what about this? And he's like, absolutely. Because if your air conditioning unit goes, if your boiler goes, if your furnace goes, if any major appliance goes, you know, if you've got some expensive appliances, you should always have something just there in case something happens. And he said, don't forget. You know, for a lot of the purchases you make, if you pay it back into the HELOC, he said it really doesn't cost you much, and it's usually anywhere between, you know, 4 and 8% as opposed to credit cards, which are anywhere from, you know, 17, 19, 22, 29%. So he said it just makes financial sense. And I'm not a financial guy by any stretch of the imagination. But I talked to Scott, and he said, let's do this. So uh, I got a hold of him, and he, he got it all done, taken care of. Whether it's home equity uh, loans, uh, if it's uh, getting a, you know pre-qualified for a mortgage, selling a home, buying a home, that's my guy, man. 414-791-7771. And Scott is always available. Scott is always on top of things. And if you're buying a home in this market right now and you're thinking to yourself, man, can I really afford this with the interest rates being what it is? He said, look, you can do – there's a couple of different things. One, you can just take the interest rate and wait for a couple of years, pay it, and then everything's going to come down and refinance. But he said, don't let the dream, home of your dreams get by. So get pre-qualified for a mortgage. He said, also, if you want to go with this, they have right now called the 2-1 buy-down. You can get mortgage rates for as little as 45 to 5 5.5%. 
I don't understand how they do it, but he said, trust him and just have him call. So I said, okay, 414-791-7771. That's my buddy Scott Ellis, Team Ellis, Homeside Financial. 414-791-7771. Anywhere in the state of Wisconsin. 414-791-7771. And he'll take care of you like he has me because Scott's just a really, really good dude. All right. So here's here's the question. Um, the, you know, the discussion as to where teams fall in power rankings. Yeah, I get it, you know, because it's just kind of something to do. And I agree with that, you know, but it's NFL all the time and we know that. But the question then becomes when you start to think about where teams are thought of. When you start to look outside of your own backyard, where teams are thought of. You've heard from Joe Barry when asked specifically, look, you know, Eight first-rounders, two of which are coming back from injury, but eight first-rounders on defense. He said, well, would the expectation be any higher or lower if we had seven first-rounders or, uh, you know, seven or eight uh, seventh-rounders? I think our expectation would be, boy, I hope these guys overachieve. So that I understand. Philosophically, it's there. But but you don't, and you've got eight first-rounders, two of which we understand are coming back from injury. But should we not have better expectations than what we saw and witnessed last year? I think, Ben, when you heard him say that, I like I said, I, I'm not going to argue. Philosophically, I get it. But that's a horse crap answer, in my opinion. Because you don't have eight seventh-round draft choices. You have eight first-round draft choices, and the expectations of basically what it is, it's not a little game. It's saying, dude, what are you going to do to be better, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I I don't know. I didn't have much of a problem with the answer. I do have a problem, somewhat of a problem with the question because, again, asking someone, oh, you're entering the season, you have eight first-round picks on defense and all these highly touted guys. Well, if two of them are out for the season – then he doesn't have eight first-round picks on defense. It's about right. who's actually going to be on the field for him. So Depending I don't love on how that, long they're out. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't love that narrative. I, I I don't. And it looks like Stokes is going to be out. We know Gary's going to be out to start the year. But mm-hmm. we're going to enter Week One and talk about all the great players and the high draft picks. But it's like if a bunch of them aren't active and can't play, then uh, inherently you you don't have that much talent out there, or a, as much as as is perceived. Well, then you could say half of your defensive roster is first-round draft choices. Sure. Because you're still, out of 11 guys, you, you've got six. Yeah. So here's, more than half, technically. Here's, I guess, my problem with the Joe Barry stuff. I, a lot of the narrative is also going to be the coverage and where the corners play and the aggressiveness mm-hmm. and the secondary, which I get. And you want to play to their strengths. But... Again, the biggest problem on the defense, and I would argue on the team last year, was that they could not stop the run. They were terrible. One of the three worst teams in football against the rush. Mm-hmm. And, right. uh, okay, yeah, you, you did a little bit this offseason to help it, but it wasn't if that was the biggest focus on the team. They used two, two uh, second, third-round pick on tight end. They get another wide receiver. Awesome. I don't think they did enough in the trenches to actually help. So, Okay, Jair Alexander can go play man all he wants. It's not going to matter if they run all over you, which I'm petrified that teams are going to do. 
Well, I, I'm, I agree with that. You wonder how much better, because to me, when you talk about uh, stopping the run, it's not only how much better, what do they do in the trenches? So you're relying basically upon Kenny Clark, Devontae, and Devontae Wyatt could be, if you want to talk about X factors of teams, he could be that guy. Uh, as much as you want to talk about the offense, Devontae Wyatt, if he is what he was at the end of the season last year, then, and, you know, knock on wood, you don't have injuries. Oh, boy. Because if you go back and watch some of the film on him in the last few games of the season, he had some gam, grown-ass man moments last year. And if he's that guy alongside Kenny Clark, and let's say any one of the guys, T.J. Slayton, Colby Wooden, um, uh, Carl Brooks, Jonathan Ford, any one of those guys, are Dean Lowry or better. Now you've got a better, much better defensive front. And that then in turn should help the year two of Quay Walker, which would then also help the secondary. And but that's yet to be seen. So we'll 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 find out. But just I I think not forcing Dean Lowry to be anybody on this field who was, um, you know, apparently to Paul Allen, he was, a, a you know, an absolute home wrecker when it came to the Minnesota Vikings. But beyond that, he really didn't do a whole lot. He had, he had games. I mean, Dean Lowry had a couple of good games against Chicago uh, that I can recall. And he had, you know, there were, there were some moments where he would show up, but he wasn't a consistent force, you know, and that's the way, you know, they kind of talked about him in Minnesota. Thus, that's the reason they picked him up. But he was never this force in Green Bay. He was just... Just a no. body. If you get another guy alongside Kenny Clark that is a force, considering they run nickel most of the time anyway, that changes things. And if you can take Devontae White and, and Kenny Clark, and those two guys are your down linemen, and you can rotate the body. If T.J. Slayton just takes a little bit of a step forward. He was, wasn't bad. It's just that T.J. Slayton last year, he'd show up, he'd, do, he'd almost mean mug it, and then... Four more series, he was nowhere to be found. He could have been out getting a hot dog, and nobody would have noticed. So T.J. Slayton's got to be more consistent. But if you can get anything out of Wooden, Ford, or Brooks, then all of a sudden you got yourself at least a rotation of bodies, much like they had years ago, where you can then give guys a little bit of gas and say, okay, let's go after him in that sense. Then I think it helps Quay Walker. Then it helps Devondre Campbell. And if Van S gives you now this whole thing about Van Ness and just look at him and it, it, my, I don't care. Brad Jones was a beast. Brad Jones could have been uh, a male supermodel. He could have been Thor, but he, he Tarzan played like Jane. It, no. So I want to see it happen on the field. Uh, you know, I, if Van Ness can give you what we expect or at least a partial partiality of what we expect, then I think the defense will be upgraded. And then it's incumbent upon Joe Barry to do a lot of things different or at least more aggressive. Just sometimes I just look at I want to look at Joe Barry and go, "Joe, why don't you just let him play?" You know, are you are you scheming so much better than the offensive coordinator across from the, you that you just got to keep the reins on these guys? Otherwise, just let them go whoop ass a couple of times and see where the energy goes. See where the feel goes. And I think it, they, he didn't really do that until the end of the season last year. 877-867-1670. Phone lines wide open. Hit us up. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. 
Stay tuned for that. Hey, if you're out and about, they had some uh, granny bingo last night, Sunset Grill on Pewaukee Lake over on Prospect Avenue. Tonight, good food, Brewers games on. Uh, same, and Who knows? Maybe they may have the Admirals game on as well. I don't know. But uh, good night tonight. And then uh, this weekend looks to be kind of decent. So if you're talking around 70 degrees, a little bit of sunshine, if you're out riding the motorcycle by the lake, or maybe you're going to drop the boat in the water for the first time, great place to go. The docks are in. Sunset Grill on Pewaukee Lake, Prospect Avenue. Stop in. Tell them we said This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. starting quarterback and I think that's the next step in his progression is, is to play. I feel better in the offense and learning things so obviously I think I have taken a step in the offense. I feel more comfortable in it. I always feel confident that if I get thrown out there I'm going to be good. Welcome back. Good to have you. And uh, our guy Mike Clemens, love training it. Uh, jump on board as uh, he is brought to you by our friends at Bay Motel Green Bay. Bay Motel, quiet, cozy, comfortable, mile from Lambeau Field. Perfect for that family stay in the Bay Family Restaurant, homestyle cooking seven days a week. That's the Bay Motel, 1301 South Military Avenue in Green Bay. Call them today for reservations now that the schedule is out. 920-494-3441. 920-494-3441. Or go online at baymotelgreenbay.com. That is baymotelgreenbay.com. Our guy Mike Clemens joining us uh, on the hotline. Mike O, how you been, buddy? Pretty good uh, brushing the dust off of my car from the construction outside of Lambeau Field. Cause they're, <laughs> they're, they're racing to get that new extension done. That's not only going to have Matt LaFleur in the coach's offices, but apparently they're moving Brian Gudikins down there too. Big new office for him. And then on the ground floor is a 40-yard indoor practice field. And then beneath that, the, under, the famous underground parking for these guys. I don't guys. care. There we go. Okay. Okay. Well, we got PA practice team. fields. We got practice fields everywhere now, don't we? Yeah. Fridge, yeah. yeah. That's coming from an Eagles fan pushing that button, by the way. I want to point that out. <laughs> <Yeah>, relax. <laughs> Listen, uh, hey, if they're on the Packers, they could park outside. You know, it's not the worst <laughs> thing to ever happen to them. Well, someone right. said to me, you know, what, what are they doing building? I said, so they don't have to walk across the cold over there to the Hudson Center. Oh, God January, forbid. Man. On right. Friday and Saturday, you know, want to have a little run through, you can just go right from the weight room, right, you know, right to the new adjacent indoor field there at your, at your Lambeau Field. It's it's sweet. I think they but should walk what, outside. It builds character. I've told you, though, Ben, I've told you, Ben and Bill, I've told you that you, you go to the Star in Frisco, Texas, where the Cowboys are. You go to Patriot Village, where the Patriots operate. You go to the new facility up in Minnesota where the Vikings are. Everybody else is doing this, man. They just keep on adding on and adding on, eliminating all excuses from the players and the coaches, trying to, to draw free agents with, with the fancy stuff. One guy who's in right. the weight room every day is number 10, Jordan Love. Every day. Every day he's there. And Adam Stenovich was asked, what's it like having a quarterback coach like Tom Clements? Because that was a big question that I had last time we talked to LaFleur about what was he doing here? Uh, I thought that was an Aaron Rodgers guy. And Matt LaFleur said, I went to Jordan at the end of the seasons. What do you think about Tom as your quarterback coach? Love him. And they saw they saw improvement. So here's what your offensive coordinator, uh, Tom uh, Adam Stenovich, who was a 
an offensive lineman here. The last time Clements was here back in 2006 when he was a, a Packers backup offensive lineman said. Yeah, it's it's cool because, you know, the more you coach and the more players you coach, you can – not all players are the same. You know what I mean? So Aaron saw it one way. Maybe Brett Favre saw it a different way or some other guy that he coached uh, saw it this way. So um, you can just relate, and he can explain it in different ways to people that make sense in different ways. You know what I'm saying? So it's not just this is X, Y, Z, boom. Like you can look at it from different angles, and I think that helps everybody just learn better, learn faster, uh, and learn easier. So, Mike, uh, you know, Stenovich uh, yesterday, uh, it's different when you're trying to talk about Jordan Love taking over because there's not a, a ton of reference points in all of this at this point, right? Right. I think a lot of the things that Stenovich said kind of confirmed what you thought would be the next step of this offense when they draft two young, big tight ends that they'll go to that 12 personnel, which Matt LaFleur likes to run. And, you know, the the fact is you've got a wide receiver group and a quarterback that even Jordan Love says, you know, we're all kind of coming in together. We're we're sort of the new class. Maybe maybe Goodikins will sign a a, a veteran receiver to help out in there. I know the coaches would probably like that. I think the Mm -hmm. Matt LaFleur is a little bit overwhelmed that not only does he lose Aaron Rodgers, but a half dozen other veterans that, that they appreciated that they were counting on, and instead they're, he's re, they're replaced by 13 draft picks. I mean, it suddenly is a very young team, and it's a, there's a lot on the coach's plate to get these guys ready and up and ready. But one of the stories we heard so much about was, well, how much Jordan Love showed them you know, last year, not only in the Eagles game but during the practices when he was running with the ones when Rodgers had that you know, fractured thumb. So I asked Stanovich, what what did you see from Jordan Love Wednesdays through Fridays last year that they, that they had not seen him from the first two years using Green Bay? I think his handle, just his ability to translate the meetings to the field and his ability to kind of just see the game, you know, from a quarterback perspective where he's not processing too fast. He's processing within the time of the play, getting the ball out on time. Um, and then doing a great job in the huddle, getting guys lined up. Uh, it was it was very impressive to see. I, you know, I, I made fun of this a little bit earlier. I, I get what he's trying to say, Mike, but then just to say, you know, hey, he's getting guys lined up in the huddle. It's like, <laughs> okay. So he looks more confident. He's got grip it and rip it and all that kind of stuff. But you don't. I don't want to hear about getting guys lined up in the huddle. I want to hear about the ability to read defenses. I want to hear about what he's doing to be able to throw the football even better into tighter windows and anticipate and all that kind of stuff. And you know, so I, I get that. There's not much to say this time of year. Let's wait and see how things play out. In the meantime, we were talking about Joe Barry before we went to the top of the hour, and then ultimately coming to you, Mike is. You know, there, there's there's quite a bit of talent that's projected to be on this defense, and they weren't weren't really good. They weren't even in the top half last year. They got to get a lot better. No, and one thing that's been going around and around this week is people are saying, "Well, he's got eight first round draft picks. This has got to be an impact defense now, right? How much more can you get, Joe Barry?" Well, I would like to submit that two of those draft picks are messed up right now. Right. And two of their best players, Rashawn Gary, ACL, when's he back? October, November, and he's not going to be 100%. And Eric Stokes, I told you the last time I saw him in the locker room was in a wheelchair with pins coming out of his right leg from the knee and yep. ankle injury like you see from a, a person who's in a bad car wreck. 
kind of shattered. Yeah. And so someone said to Joe yesterday, said, Joe, let's play a little one, one-word association game. Uh, if the Packers defense has eight first-round draft picks on their starting lineup, then they should be blank. And here's what Joe Barry said. Well, let me let me flip your your uh, little game here. Um, what what if what if what if we just had a, a roster full of seventh round draft picks? Would expectations not be high? You know, we expect this is the great this is the greatest thing about not only the National Football League but being at the Green Bay Packers. Expectations are high all the time, no matter what. So, um, regardless of the fact. I'm very aware of our roster. I'm very aware of the draft status of all of our players. But um, expectations are and should be high all the time. And this year will be no different. There, there's absolutely no doubt about that. So I don't know if I, if I answered the question the way you, the way you wanted. But um, the expectations thing, does not. that's the great thing about having this, this, this word on our chest, is that we're Green Bay Packers and... Um, the expectations that this place are high all the time, and that's great. I love it. You don't tackle live at any point. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that, that is a blast from the past. It'll live in infamy. Uh, and then, Mike, uh, also we heard from Rich Bisaccia yesterday. And, I mean, you know, special teams obviously getting a little bit more spotlight because last year the process needed to be better it was mason crosby right now that door isn't closed but he's not a part of this roster so there is some change yeah uh you know one reporter was sort of pointed his finger at basaccia about things on special teams and here's what basaccia said first of all when you point the finger at someone there's three pointing back at you so be careful with that pointer all right right. okay and then he was asked, you know, because they got rid of Jack Coco, nice young kid, maybe too eager to please. They're bringing in a guy that's been in the league for four years, a veteran. I mean, they're changing everything here. They even brought in a punter. Even Pat O'Donnell's going to overlook his children. And, you know, they, and they drafted a, a, a kicker, Carlson, that Basaccia actually called on his house when he was working for Auburn and, you know, met both Daniel and Anders uh, Carlson at their home. So Basaccia was asked, what do you look for in a long snapper? Well, where do you want me to start? Want me to start at the velocity? Want me to start at the body size? Want me to start at the hand grip? Want me to start at the short snap? Want me to start at the ability to cover the A gaps? All of the above. And um, but I think these two guys have some great length to them. You know, being six three and a half and six four and a half, I think both of them got some really good size. They're really, really athletic. And again, Matt's played a lot of ball, so we're excited about that competition. What's your barometer for a good velocity on a, on a long snap? Yep. Yep. I know exactly. <laughs> I really don't yep. care. Yeah, yep, that's it. So I did, there's an awful lot of interesting stories going on, even like one that's in the paper up here this morning. Uh, Amari Rogers, remember what his second was he second or third yeah. round pick? Uh, third round. Like 16, 16 catches last year for the Texans. Uh, he sold his house in Green Bay for $480,000. Finally got a buyer on that. Amon Green selling his house. And a KGB. Kabir Baja Biamila has sold his house. What do you think it went for, Bill? $500,000. 3900000 Oh, wow. It four, okay. It has 14 and a half bathrooms. 
That's for sale right now. Well, you never know when, you know, he could have a blown out O-ring. If you can't hold it in, you need 14 and a half bathrooms. That that was about the same amount of bathrooms that, if I'm not mistaken, Russell Wilson had uh, in his house last year. And he had the over and under on what what's more, the uh, amount of bathrooms in his house or the touchdown passes he'll throw. So, so if you're looking you know. for a party house here up in Green Bay, yeah. this is oh, 14 and a half bathrooms. For just a cool price of 3.9 KGB. Could have been Cousin Eddie over there just yelling outside that the Esser's full. You never know. <laughs> hey, Mike, does it have an underground parking garage? Or do I have to walk they're, outside? They're working on it, Eagles fan. They're working on it. <laughs> Good stuff, Mike. We'll talk to you soon, pal. Thank you, boys. There you go. Stay tuned. We got uh, a lot more coming up. Hang in there. So, also, Pete Doherty, the Green Bay Press-Gazette, is going to join us coming up in the uh, in the noon hour as well. But uh, good stuff from our buddy Mike Clemens and uh, Mike on the scene up there in Green Bay. Let's do this. We're going to step out. We're going to take a quick break. want to remind you that our friends at Cunis, Cunis Automotive, they got RV trucks, commercials, you name it. ShopCunis.com. They're in Madison, Stoughton, Barneveld, Elkhorn, Lake Geneva, Platteville as well. And uh, they are southern Wisconsin's biggest and best when it comes to selling brands and the best deals and all that kind of good stuff. Cunis Automotive Group, they've got it going on. General Motors, Chrysler Corporation, Mitsubishi, Mitsubishi uh, Ford, you name it, Chevrolet, they got it. Uh, you got Madison, Stoughton, Barneveld, Platteville, like I mentioned. Uh, they've got uh, Honda, Toyota, Nissan, Hyundai, Volvo, Mercedes-Benz. Uh, they treat you like family. No fear, certified lifetime vehicle coverage on all new and pre-owned at no extra charge. How about that when it comes to your uh, your warranty program? Fresh start financing available as well. You can ask CUNIS. They donate 10% of their annual net profits to charitable causes as well. And they are a proud supporter of Fisher House, Wisconsin. Uh, the golf outing on uh, Monday, August 28th, and the Big Units Poker Run. Uh, the motorcycle ride coming up on Sunday, September 3rd. Big supporters of that. Go to shop, S-H-O-P, Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, shopcunis.com. Find a location nearest you. Tell them we sent you. Get a great deal and support them because they support us. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. America. The roar of engines is back. Engines is back at Elkhart Lakes Road America. Going to be there uh, 10 a.m., 2 p.m., uh, and we're going to be in the media center over in that area. But broadcasting live vintage weekend this weekend. But season passes are on sale. Campsites. We're going to be doing some camping during the Indy cars and uh, during the Xfinity series. So hopefully we get a chance to kind of hang out and party together. We're going to be there on that Friday night. We're going to be there for the Friday broadcast of the Indy car, which I think is you know middle of June. Uh, because we're going to be coming from Rice Lake and the Rice Lake Celebrity Golf Classic. We're going to be there Tuesday night, then Wednesday, Thursday. Thursday night, driving overnight to Elkhart Lake and uh, parking the RV, getting it all set up. Then we're going to be doing the uh, show from the IndyCar races on uh, Friday and going to be back again at Road America in about a month. But uh, we're going to be there this Friday to kick off the race season and looking forward to it. You've got the vintage this weekend. You've got Superbikes coming, IndyCar coming. Uh, Xfinity Series coming, IMSA coming. I mean, just so many good races. So we're we're excited uh, about getting back to Road America. It's one of my favorite places in the state of Wisconsin. So really looking forward to it, and I hope hope to see you there. Coming up in just a few, uh, we're going to be talking 
um, that uh, we're going to be talking with um, uh, Pete Doherty of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. And I'm uh, going to talk with him a little bit about what he makes of this roster. And then we'll kind of, you know, kind of go from there, give his thoughts and his take on what's going on in Green Bay, the changeover, if you will, and how good he thinks the defense should be, how good he thinks this team actually will be, and what they need to do to get better, all the things that we've discussed here early on. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, if you want to give us a shout, please feel free. Uh, we'll get into the discussions and such coming out after the fact. This one is from Joe. Joe says, uh, hey, guys, you were talking earlier about to the roster of the Milwaukee Brewers and pitching depth. Who else might they grab to come up and take over for Miley? We can talk about that later on in the program as well. So I don't want to ignore you. just want to let you know we're not ignoring you. I just uh, We're talking a lot of football right now. Brewers are back at it again tonight. Game three, the rubber match of this series, this three-game series. Hopefully, knock on wood, the Brewers steal one, man. Get out of town. Put the Cardinals eight and a half back. Maybe Pittsburgh loses as well. You go up uh, three games, three full games in the standings. I'd take that in a heartbeat. Take that in a heartbeat. Stay, stay tuned, though. Pete Doherty of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. He's going to join us next on the Bill Michael Show.